0: you know, who I am really am or something like that. So, anyways, I'm, I'm really glad to be here. Hey, uh, before I get here, go any further. Two things. Uh, I am pretty sure that Sky Ranch is the cruelest... Those cookies that are just sitting out down there? Or you can just grab seven of them if you want? I mean, not that I did or anything. Are y'all what I'm talking about? Okay, well, you need to figure out because you're missing out. Shaking your head no, man. Uh, they're down there and they're so good. Uh, anyways... Make sure you grab a cookie. I picked the wrong week to start a diet, it appears. And also, I want to tell you a little bit about my family while I'm here, too. Uh, I am uh, married to, if we have a pick up here, I think, uh, of, uh, of my clan. There they are. Oh, that was them right there. Uh, th- that I'm, I'm married to the oldest of these ladies. Uh, that is my wife, Laura. She's not in here tonight because she's dealing with the other three. Sassy mamas over there somewhere. So we have twin six year olds. Uh, This is Audrey and Evangeline on the bottom. And then uh, we have a three year old here who is full of sass. Uh, Some of y'all may have heard me say this before. She's looking for a good home. And so if y'all know of anybody, that would be great. Uh, You know, if you yourself, you know, I'm just kidding. I would never do that to y'all. But. Come find us this week. We would love to get to know you. And we would love to get to, I would love to get to share my family with you. I am uh, I am nothing without these ladies in my life. My name is Anderson. All I got is three girls, so these are my Ander daughters. If you need help working that out, let me know. Okay. Um, but anyways, I am thrilled to be here with you. My family is thrilled to be here with you guys. We love YXL. A little bit of a brief history about me. Uh, about seven or eight years ago was my last of a series of Three um, visits here, doing uh, art, doing doing YXL, uh, playing music. So things got really bad, and they asked uh, John to come. Okay, I mean Paul to come. That's how bad things were, so that he would come play. Uh, and I'm just kidding, y'all. I'm just totally kidding. Uh, but I'm so glad to be back. That's good. And um, for those of you that don't know, I work as an Ruf Campus Minister. RUF is our denominational, PCA's denominational college ministry. Many of you may have are familiar with it. Maybe you have siblings who have been a part of it. Maybe you're looking for something when you go to college. Uh, but we, I have the privilege of being in the lives of college students and uh, getting to shepherd them and minister to them and, and love them and to, and to teach them about what it looks like to walk with Jesus. A fun thing that happened last January of uh, this year is that I got to uh, marry a, a student of mine and uh, what's really cool is is that he and his now wife uh, met right here at YXL. So watch out. Just watch out. Perform- yeah, sorry. That is total like pastor speak. If, if, you, if you see that woman up there and then I say I married somebody, that doesn't mean we got married in January. That means I performed a wedding. That's what that means. So. Anyways, that's a little bit about me, and uh, watch out. When you never know what's going to happen here at YXL eight, ten years in the future. Okay. Last thing I want to say is, is this. I'm around this week for you, too. So this week, if stuff comes up and you want to talk or you find me out by, you know, whatever that big checkerboard thing is, man, please just come up to me and, and, and say, hey, I'm so-and-so, and I'd love to chat. I would love to love to be around and chat with you. It's a privilege to be here, and the highlight of my week is getting to hear from y'all. So, if you're interested, as y'all say, Hmu, you know what I mean by that, and uh, just let me know. So, this week, where are we at? What are we going to do this week? Let me introduce a topic to you. Let me introduce a topic to you. We're not going to cover it all tonight, but I do want to begin to wet the palate a little bit. The topic that we have uh, that we're going to consider is all things new, and we're going to take a look at this theme of that each night that God Himself is making all things new. We're going to look a little bit differently each night. Same topic, different angle, almost like the different facets of a jewel or something like that. Hopefully, the time you go back home, my prayer is this. My prayer is that when you go home, you'll go at least one tick in to seeing how much more Jesus loves you. And how much He delights in you. And how much He is thrilled in you. And how much he, he delights to call you a son or a daughter. That's what my great hope is for you this week. And so you'll have to be the judge of whether or not I succeed along with the help of the Holy Spirit. But that's my great prayer for y'all, is that you would leave here knowing how much Jesus really does love you. I'm going to read one verse. If you've got your Bible, I'll, I'll invite you to turn to the very last book of it, the book of Revelation, singular. And... Um, and what you'll do there is look the the 21.5. So if you've got a phone and you want to pull it out, that's great too. A, a tablet, let's go for it. I'm just going to read one verse, and I'm going to briefly introduce here in the next few minutes uh, our topic or our theme for the night. And if you don't want to get your phone out or to open your Bible there, you can just listen. There is so much grace for you if you don't want to do that. Um, but let me read this for us here. Hear now God's Word. And He who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Amen. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the Word of our God stands forever. Revelation twenty-one Let's pray and ask God to help us real quick as we take a look at this. Father in Heaven, Son and Spirit, we ask now that You would come and that You would help us to see, what only You can show us and that you would begin to stir in our hearts this week to see what you are up to, not only in our lives, but in the world itself, to see that great end or that great purpose that you have made us for, and that you take ultimate pleasure in. And we ask that you would help us this week to see why that matters at the beginning of July 2018 freshman through senior year for us in our hometowns why would this matter so would you do that we pray and we ask this all for the sake and the glory of Jesus amen I'd like to start off by giving you a little bit of a, uh, a picture here the man said this we worked like dentists we worked like dentists this is what professor Reddick Campos that's his last names long last name said about the work that he and his team had just finished the year was early January 1974, when Reddick de Campos's work of restoration began to be unveiled. You see, nearly seven months earlier, in the Vatican, in the city of Rome, a man crossed a security line fence, took a hammer to Michelangelo's, that's not the Ninja Turtle, that's the real Michelangelo, to his uh, uh, sculpture called the Pieta. Now, what happened after, in the moments ensuing it was, was, was something both tragic and sad at the same time. You see, it was a sculpture of Mary, the mother of Jesus, holding her now recently deceased son in her, in her arms. It was carved in, ni- in 1498, and it was carved from a single block of marble. It stands six feet, seven inches tall, weighs over 6,000 pounds, and now it had 15 marks all over the sculpture where the hammer had done its worst. Marble was cracked along the veil of Mary's uh, face there, her nose and her cheek, but here's the thing. Due to the incredible value and the incredible beauty of the Pieta, it could not be left marred and in its broken state. The director of the Vatican Museum, and I quote, said this, with any other statue, leaving the wounds of the hammer, of the hammer attack visible, however painful, could have been tolerated. But not with the Pieta. Not with this Miracle of art. And so, with skill and patience and precision, and the precision of dentists remaking chipped teeth, Reddick De Campos and his team went about their work using marble from the original statue. The New York Times said this when it was done that it was nearly perfect. You see, what had been broken and marred had been restored. The beauty and the glory of the original sculpture one of the finest from the Renaissance era, had been brought back to its original form and beauty after being severely marred. Why share this story with you as we start a week together looking at the, the, the promise that God Himself is going to make all things new? It's simple. The Bible tells a strikingly similar story about you and about me and about the very world itself. It was made good and beautiful. Wonderful. So much so that God says what about it? It is good. It is good, but then you know what happens, right? You know what happened. Rebellion was introduced. All of creation was dealt the death blows from the hammer of sin and brokenness that mars and damages what has been made good. And yet, even in the ruin, y'all, even in the ruin, there is grace. You see, for though damaged, God's good world wasn't destroyed. And then there is grace upon grace. Because you see, even in the garden, where that fall happens, man makes a promise. He says, I'm not done with y'all. I'm not done. I'm going to put the world back together again. You see, what we damaged... God in His grace commits Himself to making beautiful again. Is that not profound, y'all? I mean, it just kind of makes me go, what? Are you kidding me? That God would commit Himself to doing something like this. That's what Revelation 21 five is telling us. You see, if the Revelation 21 five tells us anything, it tells us that the history of your life, if you are in Christ Jesus, and the history of the world is one thing. Renewal And I'll actually say this because what I'm going to argue for on Wednesday night is that it's not just your history and my history, but it's for the history of the world. It's for the history of the world that God is making all things new. That is telling you what the story is for your life and what for the story is for the life of, your, of the world. Yo, that is profound. and we're going to look at that this week. You see, God himself has said something profound. I love a little phrase that Jesus uses in Matthew 19. He says this, at the renewal of all things. What a beautiful picture. Matthew 19:28. If you want to write that down, you can find it. And again, that, this, this theme is not something that just shows up as we'll see in the New Testament, but even in the Old Testament, Paul, Paul wrote it up here, right? The idea that God making a new heavens and a new earth doesn't show up first of all in the book of Revelation, but from the prophet Isaiah himself. God has said something profound to us in this, this side of, the great, of that great redemptive work. He has said, Behold, I am making all things new. And because He has, this means that several truths will follow that we want to look at this week. Tomorrow night, we're going to take a look at a new way of seeing. Things that you'll have to be able to see the world. New eyes that you'll need if you're going to understand what God is up to in your life and in the world. And then on nights, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we're going to spend some time looking at what God does to making new people and what God does in making a new place for us and then also a new purpose that He gives us in light of that great work that He is doing. And then finally on Friday night, we're just going to take a brief look. If all this is true, how then do we live? How then do we live this out? Yes, even as high schoolers, even as adults, even as a pastor. It's the big so what how are we going to do this? Well, I'm excited of taking a look with you, and I hope that you'll come ready to learn for sure. I want to close by saying this: there's an enormous surprise that happens in the third chapter of the book of Genesis. I mean, I gotta, I gotta kind of hold my mic funky for just a second because I want to show you something. Okay, so, um, sorry. Okay, so <laughs> this is this is weird. Um, this right here is Genesis one and two. Okay? That's it. This is Genesis 3. Y'all know it's a miracle we got this? Y'all know that? That God wouldn't just stop the whole thing and say, all right, one and done. Hey, y'all screwed it up. That's on y'all. Let's just be done with this whole people project, this whole world project. Let's just be done with it. But no, God in His grace doesn't quit. He's not like you and me. What He starts, He will not finish. And when He made you for fellowship with Him in the good world that He made, even us screwing every last bit of that up, God says, I will come to make it new again. He commits Himself, y'all, not as a dentist, but as a Redeemer. As a Redeemer to make wonderful and beautiful what was marred. So much so that God Himself and Jesus would subject Himself to death to do just that. And through His death, death and sin, those horribly intrusive hammers would one day themselves be dealt what? A death blow. Never again to exist in all of creation. Indeed, for you Hobbit fans, Samwise Gamgee's question is dead on. Is everything sad going to come untrue? Yes Sam it is every last drop of it is that's what the Bible is telling us. Jesus is making all things new. He comes to make his blessings flow as we sing every Christmas far as the curse is found He is bringing his reign of grace over every last drop of creation and what will it be all what will it all be like? Well I can't tell you that now so you have to come back. That's what it's going to be like. You have to come back. But one thing is for sure one thing that makes the entirety of a broken creation, mankind included, different than that of a broken pieta sculpture. We are not headed back to the garden. You know that? I'm going to explain that later on. We're not headed back to the garden. No, as we'll see, we're on our way to a city. One that fulfills all that the garden was meant to be, New Jerusalem, as Revelation puts it, is our destination. Not Eden, as great and as glorious as it was, was only a pointer to something more magnificent, more beautiful, more heart-stirring. And dear friends, if you are in Jesus, this is your great destination. I love what Isaac Watts wrote. He wrote, "Joy the world." This is not from "Joy the world." I want you to turn your eyes up here and I want you to read this lyric just silently as I read it out loud where he writes this. He's talking this about Jesus. He says, where He, Jesus, displays His healing power, death and the curse are known no more. Then listen to this last couplet here. In Him, in Jesus, the tribes of Adam boast more blessings than their father lost. I just... Let me explain that for just a minute. How badly did Adam screw it up? How much did he lose? Everything! And Watts nails it when he says, in Christ, we get recovered back to us more than everything that Adam lost. Dear friends, that's the great hope for you and me. That's our great promise where Jesus says He's making all things new where the one seated on the throne tells us that. There are more blessings to be gained in Christ than all that Adam lost. Friends, that's what we're up for this week. And we're not there yet. We're not home there yet, of course. But God's work in us and in the world is not done yet. He's making all things new. So will you pause for a moment? Will you pray with me? And can we ask the God of all grace to do this in us this week and to show us what He is up to? Let's pray together as we close. Oh Lord, we ask that you would show us what you mean this week by the fact that you are making all things new. Some of us just come in here because we needed a a week away from home. Uh, Stuff at home might not be going great, Uh, things at the home front might be hard, and so to come to Colorado for a week is a respite. Others of us come this week, Lord having known You and walked with You for a long, long time, and we just, we're just we desperate, we want to grow in our faith. Others of us have friends that we've made over the past couple years, and man, it's just great to see them again, and we were excited to come back. And Lord, no matter where each of my high school friends are from this week, they're coming from in their hearts, we pray that You would meet us and begin to stir us and begin to show us Open our eyes. Open the eyes of our hearts about what You're up to in our lives and in this world. Wake us up again, O Lord. Give us seasons of refreshment as Your Word has said. And we lift this all up in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all.